All right, welcome in those of you waiting patiently for a garden report. Uh, post-game show following the sec- Celtics' second consecutive loss, this one to the L.A. Clippers. Bobby, I might even say this one was worse than the Golden State game because uh, it wasn't competitive really at any point in time. Um, you know, and so Bobby's in L.A. He's with the team, you know, here on this California swing. Um, I, I don't even know where to start here. Uh, you know, we the, the question after last game, Bobby, was how – Okay, they played a stinker. Okay, it was against a team where they looked like garbage last, uh, you know, last spring in the finals. Um, okay, that was a blow to their ego and their overall kind of, you know, vibe and their persona as this dominant team that was ripping through the NBA. How would they bounce back? Um, I was really curious and I wasn't sure uh, what they would look like. Uh, I'm pretty shocked that this was uh, what we got tonight. Yeah, I'm not shocked uh, just because I think the Clippers are going to be right there with anybody else when sure. their lineup's intact. Sure, on paper, Kawhi, absolutely. Yeah. Kawhi was yeah as good as he was ever before the injury in this one. Uh, so that made a massive difference. I thought all their ball control, their bench was great, their coaching was great on the other side. And it was the opposite for the Celtics. Tatum got off to another slow start. Uh, you didn't have a great facilitator emerge through the flow of this game. You didn't have great center play in the absence of Val Horford, all that kind of piled up on the Celtics. And the fact that the Clippers bench unit really took it to them too, I think made a major difference in this one. And they have wings everywhere. They were able to switch everything. They frustrated both uh, Tatum and Brown, who I thought was better of of those two. And uh, they effectively neutralized that three-point shooting again. And you had, we were waiting for it to come back to earth, John. By far the worst three-point shooting game they've had all season. They didn't have an answer. for 30 of their first 56 shots were from three, almost 55%. uh, Too much. And they didn't have an answer until the third quarter. And by that point, as you said, the Clippers already had that steady 10-point lead. Yeah. Co-sign on this comment. Best part of the show was Max on the call. I love seeing Cedric I miss most of it. I want to have it in my ear. How was it? It's Cedric, man. You know? Uh, You know, it's uh, it's good to have him on there. I saw him on the court pregame. I want to get how he was, how he was going into it, and a little bit, you know. Usually, Max just walk around just another game. He seemed, he said, been five years or so, and he was a little, he was a little more up to that than uh, I think the typical night. Plus, he's always old stomping grounds down here in in LA on the Clippers. So I was, I was glad to see that. That was awesome. Wait, and, has it been that long for Max? I, I didn't realize. I felt like it was more. I can't routine. remember the last time when I was at NBC. Seen him on but TV? I, I, no, it's just again. I guess I guess I've been gone for a bit um, from NBC, and that's why um, it doesn't. Uh, you know, in my mind, he was on more frequently when I was there, kind of spelling. You know, whatever. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. People are saying you're lagging a little bit, Bobby. You know what, guys? This is what you're getting at two fifteen in the morning. Um, you know, with us uh, a little bit. Uh, Clippers Wi-Fi. You got you got you got LA Wi-Fi here, and we're gonna we're gonna live with it. Um, yeah, Bobby, I was so I was a little shocked uh, on a couple different things. And hold on one second, I gotta see. Um, uh, hold on one second. Uh, just talking to our producer Tim Shields, who's still hanging out with us. We had some technical issues earlier. We also had, uh, you know, maybe somebody fall asleep. Um, and not make it on the show. I don't uh, know. Are we about to throw someone under the bus? Nope, 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 nope. Um, so it is what it is. Uh, but so again, here's what it comes down to, Bobby. Yes, 
during the course of a season, even the best teams are going to lose games. During the course of a season, even the best teams are going to, uh, you know, have bad spells where they look nothing like themselves. We get that. Um, nobody. Well, let me let work. me ask you let me ask you the question because I think there's three things here. We kick it around, and you kick around one of them earlier. One, maybe this team without the shooting and without the red hot offensive start isn't quite that juggernaut. Uh, that's running away with the lead this year. And once that shooting does come down to earth, uh, maybe it's a little more even. Two, maybe coming off that Golden State, that one out of 82, you know, this isn't a big deal. This was a bigger game for you guys than us. Maybe that I don't buy that for a second. Into today. You know that, Bobby, but that's okay. And then the third one, uh, I forget. I put too many on my So those are the two I'm bouncing around. Maybe the shooting coming back here is going to make this team in a mix with some other groups like the Clippers, Warriors, and maybe the Bucks on Christmas. Uh, or they just sort of took their foot off the gas here uh, after that last one. Didn't come out amped enough. I know Tim was talking about they're not really having fun right now. Maybe fatigue setting in. Uh, maybe uh, things got a little tense through two big games, although I don't think there was a lot of hype coming into this one. So I don't know. There's, I know you're kicking around a lot of stuff too. What's the biggest thing you're feeling out of these two straight losses? It's not the kicking it around. It's not the, you know, it's uh, it, it's two things. The thing I said after the last game is the thing I'm going to kind of stick with here, that I didn't believe. I, I believe that they could obviously play bad, lose, have games where just, you know, things are a little off. But I, I thought they had gotten rid of um, the the effort stuff, the uh, looking lazy or standing around on defense, being sloppy with the ball, um, you know, uh, you know, one pass and shoot sort of offense, playing iso ball. I felt like they'd gotten past a lot of that. So seeing it kind of, um, you know, kind of rear its head again tonight where the ball movement stops, the movement without the ball stops, that stuff is commitment. Same way you have to commit to... You have to commit to like night in, night out defensive intensity, and that's a hard thing to do. Uh, you really have to commit to kind of this offensive philosophy that's really been the reason they've been so successful this year. And seeing them go away from it so like, you know, you know, so, you know, in, in such a, you know, just. All right. The Guard Report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs from football and basketball this season. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contest, live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Uh, it's a terrific deal. Just use that promo code CLNS50 again. Betonline.ag, you get a 50% welcome bonus with your initial deposit use that promo code clns50 to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts i don't know they got, just gotta be that. more flexible you know, yeah like you look you look back on saturday tatum doesn't have the ball early he doesn't go and get it until it's too late the threes weren't there tonight the clippers had an answer for it and they didn't adjust until midway through that third quarter you started seeing grant go downhill and attack some mismatches and uh, Tatum post up around that stretch and get some foul calls. That happened way too late. You know, I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if it's reads. I think you heard a little bit of both of that here in this one. And, uh, you know, Joe want to keep them in 
in that fourth quarter, I think, to keep that flow going. Um, and, you know, we can talk about that in a bit. But overall, I just don't think their reads have been sharp. I don't think they've adjusted well within games uh, to some adjustments other teams are starting to make against them. Like, teams are running them off the line now, John. Uh, they're forcing them to go inside, and they don't have great answers. Yeah. And no. uh, I think – I think you look at Jalen and Brogdon as great as they've been offensively. We've talked about this on Saturday too. Uh, they're more focused on being finishers than playmakers right now. So they're not really able to alleviate uh, some of the playmaking issues that are going on right now. No, they're not. And, and, and in a strange way, it's almost kind of like what Schroeder was doing last year, where you'd have times where the offense would go stagnant and you'd have a guy like Schroeder who could just create offense but, like, it wasn't necessarily good for the team. It was just, thank God somebody could get a bucket there. Brogdon's been that guy the last couple of games. Like, thank God that guy's out here to get some buckets when everybody else is cold. Or, as you said, guys are being run off the line a little bit. Or Tatum's not having a good night. And, again, Tatum, I feel, is forcing a little bit. He's, you know, the shots at the rim have, have been tougher, lower percentage than what he had been getting. He's not hitting threes. He really hasn't been hitting threes at a very high clip all year. Had another poor, poor game from behind the arc uh, then you have brown trying to do too much because he's like well nothing's working here it's those bad habits it's that 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 domino effect that it has when when one part of it isn't functioning almost kind of the rest of it falls apart so you're right they do have to adapt they do have to get flexible uh, what i don't like is this and i'm going to play this soundbite from jalen brown uh and and and, and you guys listen and, and and tell me what you think here I think give credit to the Clippers. They came out and played great. I think that was probably one of the better games they played all year. And I think we didn't match the intensity. And uh, we didn't make shots tonight, and that put pressure on us. And uh, I got into some foul trouble. Um, and I think that just kind of led to us, our demise. But I think we got to be better um, in terms of just being prepared to get everybody's best shot. So, you know what I'm going to say. I hate, I, that stuff takes me back two years, that kind of soundbite. We got to, I mean, you know, we got to come out, we got to match their intensity. We got to be ready for people's best shot. We didn't match this and that. Come on. Like, that's the stuff that they were doing when they were losing. And it'd be like, who are you talking about? Oh, wait, Who's, wait, wait, where's that stem from? Who is we? Who's doing? Who's not showing up? Where is the intent? I hate the we because the we feels like I hate that soundbite. I hate it when they say it. I hate the we that it means everybody else. Like, what did you do? Take accountability for yourself. Let other people speak for themselves. The we thing is kind of like, who's we? You're, you mean everybody, other people? Are you saying your teammates didn't come out? Why is that? I'm not saying Jalen did it. Jay, we hear a lot of people say that. The we, we didn't come out. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. I can't stand that. Um, I, where does that come from? How do you not realize people are coming from you? You're the best. I was team asking in, you. <laughs> yeah, you're, the, you're the best team in the league. You went to the freaking finals last year. Everybody in the East believes that uh, the path to the titles runs through you. Of course you're getting everybody's best shot. You know this. Like, why should that be surprising right now? But what really has happened is you've looked like total chumps twice um, against you know, you know, uh, you know, high-quality opponents, teams with talented rosters, who've just played you well and just kind of played you off the court two nights in a row. It's kind of like 
2021 Celtics sort of stuff here that I just don't, you, you just felt like this team had evolved. You know, you talk about growth and maturity and love and trust and all of these things. You just felt that they got past a lot of it. So it is just weird to see the duds back-to-back in this manner where they just, they, they're they non-competitive. Like I said, they're standing around a lot. They weren't moving at all without the ball. They're giving up shots. And I know Joe says after the game that we gave him the shots that we wanted. I mean, I don't know. Did you feel they put any pressure on the Clippers at any point tonight? A little bit in that third. You saw Grant go at Kawhi and finish over him and other guys. Tatum got inside and drew some free throws, and that's when they got their closest, but not quite. You know, they weren't within a possession at one point or anything resembling, like, a true rally to get within a lead. And I was I was laughing there, like, them really trying to push, like, that 22 to 18 with, like, five minutes left. I, I guess if that blows in the next game, great, but there was no real chance there, and maybe the minutes you save in that spot – help you more the next night than any rhythm or good play would but we'll say tomorrow yeah Um, to your point i think the three things you're looking at there is that they start so great 21 and 5 and now they run into these teams that are at the highest level with them and you're missing out and i know they've been missing out on other nights this blake thing has has worked in spots but now it's three games. That's in a another row. problem. You can't play with no bigs, um, and it's a little. You don't have great size. Teams are yeah. going right inside on you, yeah. And that's really like, like where I talk about that flexibility and adjusting. They're gonna have to figure something out there, and I don't know. Like Luke no, has got, struggled here a couple games in a row and some bad matchups. Uh, Blake, they got slaughtered. They got slaughtered on the boards again. Yeah, Blake does what he can. Vonley isn't really an option at this point. It looks like, and Grant, Grant's the guy. Like. He's going to have to move to the five in a game like this. He's going to have to be able to – they're going to have to switch everything against a team like this. They're going to have to get him looks inside. I mean, this team, we talk about the reliance on the three. It's not so much the reliance on the three because they do produce great shots. They are a great shooting team. But, like, they don't have that other option at the rim. Even when Horford does play, I mean, he's just out there shooting threes. So you got to find some way to produce some rim looks. And that's what they've really missed these last two games, I think. Yeah, they definitely have. Um, they also got how many fast break points to get tonight, Bobby? It's tough when you keep giving up baskets. Like, like none. Yeah. They, 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 I think they, they had zero into the fourth quarter. Um, they didn't get out and run at all. Um, they did. And again, yeah, that's, it's tough to get fast break points. It's tough to get the ball when you're not causing turnovers, when the other team's shooting 60% or whatever it is that they shot for a good portion of the game. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they, you know, Clippers shot 48 and 40. I mean, that's like, that's like an off night for the Celtics, the way they've been playing most nights. But, you know, again, they didn't get out and run. They didn't get out and transition. You're right. One fast break point. One fast break point. That's it. One point. 14 to one fast break points. You know, second chance points. Clippers win that too. That's obviously going to happen. You know, points in the paint surprisingly was even. Um, You know, but, uh, you know, they had to get their bucket somewhere because, you know, this was one of their worst three-point shooting nights. I think their worst percentage-wise this season. It's also the first time they've uh, fallen below 100 points since game six of the NBA Finals. Um, So uh, also just kind of, you know, just to show you just how the off offense offensively just they were. doesn't have punch right now. And it's, it's weird, it's right? After seeing them, after seeing them the way they were, it is, it is strange to see it. And I hate to say, like, the thing you feared all along is really all it comes down to is the three-point shooting had to eventually come back to earth. It was so ugly tonight. There was so much. Fr- tonight, the way they played and the way they shot felt like it was the second night of a back-to-back. It was 
everything was front rim, um, you know, settling early for shots, you know, one pass and shoot, one pass and shoot. Uh, just that's the type of stuff you're, you, you'd be worried about for tomorrow, not for tonight. Yeah, and I thought they might have some advantages there in the second unit, be able to turn it around. Like Even in that third, like I said, I saw some hope in the third as they started getting inside to the basket, getting to the free throw line more. Uh, but then you have George on the other side, just so aggressive, so physical. that They inflicted foul trouble on Brown and Tatum, and that really seemed to throw them off their game. They were talking about that up and down in the postgame pressers. Uh, and that was pretty intentional by the Clippers, I thought. Like They want to go smaller, five wings on the floor, be able to switch everything, really just give the Celtics fits physically. And they were stronger. They were more decisive. They were to the spots first. You really just saw a team that had better players one through five across the positions playing at a higher level than the Celtics did. And that's why I go back to that lineup thing. Like If you could have put Grant at center and ran with them, this is the game where you – did they do that at all? I don't think they did that tonight. It was Cornette well, and Griffin out there pretty much the whole game. Um, yeah. and they, I, it's not that Blake's bad, right? I think he's playing well. I think he's trying got, hard. It's there's just an expiration date. On you. Yeah. There's there's an expert. You're you're it's again, it's always a you got if you're gonna get eight, ten, twelve, fifteen good minutes, that's fine. When you start to look for 20, 25, 30 minutes, that's asking a lot for him. You know, it's just not going to, it's not going to hold up. He's doing his best, but it's not meant to be. Um, I do want to talk about Tatum um, because I do think that, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, you're going to give somebody all of the, not all of the credit, a ton of credit for the way he's been playing and the results that they've been getting. He's also going to get a lion's share of the blame when he plays this poorly against, uh, you know, uh, prime competition out out here out west and these are back-to-back stinkers for tatum where he just looks out of sorts uh, but first we got it we got to pay the bills we got to tell you about our sponsors we're going to start out with rocket money um one of our new sponsors over here at the garden report um what is it you might have known it once upon a time as true bill uh, and what it is is that thing that gets rid of all of your subscriptions which is something you absolutely probably want to do because you probably have subscribed to way too many things and a bunch of stuff you forgot about are you wasting money yeah probably 80 percent of people have subscriptions they forgot about how much do you think you're spending most people say about 70 80 bucks reality is it's about 200 so what rocket money does is it consolidates all of that it goes in there it cancels them if you pay a premium rate which you know and again we'll tell you what to do there uh, it'll go in and renegotiate better prices for you too uh which is great it'll see if other sites are offering new offers if you threaten to cancel or you do whatever um so they're really working for you and at the end of the day you're gonna save yourself you're gonna save a ton of money it just happened for me today actually something got down it was a threat to cancel and they offered 52 weeks at at, i'm not gonna tell you which site um but that's exactly what happened. I went from paying a, a a large sum, like twenty bucks a month, to basically getting the next fifty two weeks free at uh, next the next uh, fifty two weeks, basically year at like two bucks a week. So I went from twenty something to eight bucks a month. So it, it's pretty it, it's pretty substantial. That literally happened for me today, um, and that's just one of several subscriptions I had. Many others I whacked. So this is what it's been happening since I started using them. So again. Get rid of those useless subscriptions with Rocket Money. Go to rocketmoney.com slash garden. You could literally save hundreds a year. I saved about 100 bucks today. Easy, easy, just with that one subscription. Um, like I said, it'll cancel the unnecessary subscriptions right now. Rocketmoney.com slash garden. Make sure you check that out. Uh, it definitely is worth it, and I do think 
Um, a lot of you are probably in the same boat I'm in. We also want to tell you briefly about Athletic Greens, which I'm sure you all know about. Uh, because they've been uh, advertising with us here for the last several months uh, and will continue on with us into the new year. But uh, what can we say about Athletic Greens we haven't said already, Bobby? We love it. Yep. We love it. And and it, we're just such a flow at this point. It's like six, seven months of this stuff. I know. And look at us. We're rolling at 2 a.m. That's the kind we're of energy rolling. we got. Are you kidding? I, 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 we Somebody suggested here we just roll right through to the uh, uh, to the Lakers game. We might. We might just do a marathon here. I'm, I'm, I'm considering it. We can just stay in the building here, yeah. Yeah, it's a product we use every day. We love it. Uh, we've been using it now for several months. What is it? One delicious scoop of AG1, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. Boom, cup of water. That's the way to start your day. Special blend of ingredients supports gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery focus, and all that good stuff. Um it is lifestyle friendly, diet friendly. Uh, doesn't matter what you're on, dairy free, gluten free, sugar free. Uh, you're fine taking this here. Supports better sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity and alertness. Uh, tons of five star reviews uh, and recommendations from healthcare professionals and actors and uh, Hollywood types and athletes. And everybody loves their AG1. So, again, time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system, convenient daily nutrition, one scoop, cup of water, boom. Done. No need for a million different supplements. To make it easy, we'll give you a one-year supply of immune here at the Garden Report. Uh, one-year free supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash garden. Again, athleticgreens.com slash garden. Take advantage of that gift and take advantage of this gift, a phenomenal T-shirt, which has been sent around. Several of you have gotten it, I know, because you've sent me the screenshots, and we do appreciate that uh, as well. So just DM me with your uh, receipt and your shirt size, and we'll send it to you. Let's get to Tatum. What's going on here? Big slump. What's going on with your boy? Slumping. Yeah. Slumping, but again, falling into those bad patterns. Um, what I know Golden State did the thing, like his kryptonite, um, which is, you know, kind of blitz him, throw bodies at him. Um, I, we're running into the same problems we had last year during Golden State. You remember, Bobby, we were saying, get that floater game going, right? Get that little mid-range, get that little thing. But I think he's been having a lot of success getting all the way to the rim this year. And he forgot that he spent a great deal of the summer doing what? Working on that floater game, right? Working on the little yeah. in-between stuff. Trying to get those shots off because he was recognizing that's what's going to happen to him. They're either going to blitz him early when he gets the ball or if he gets past that first layer of defense, guys are stepping up, they're throwing bodies at him, they're making it tough, uh, and that's that. So um, that was an area that I thought he had improved on was to be able to kind of knock down that little floater, stop in the paint, get those shots off before he gets in too deep gets into awkward, um, you know, situations. What's been happening, not only is he missing these shots near the rim, Bubby, uh, but he's also taking himself out of the play, and we're back into those terrible rhythms where a Jason Tatum miss down low ends up with a transition bucket the other way, like 100 out of 100 times now. Yeah, and they got to be able to work multiple actions to be able to get him back the ball in a good spot. And that's yeah. on him, and that's on some other guys. You know, I think Smart and White got to do a better job setting the table on this offense right now, but he's also going to be screening and doing all these little things that this offense was doing. You look at the offense right now, John, it doesn't look like it did earlier in the season. It's not that activity. There's not all that rolling and cutting. A lot of shots early in the clock. 
Uh, not as much running up the floor and ahead of the defense. That was so key to what they were doing back to, this year. Back we to talked back about the fast break. Yeah, that happens. So, you know, when, when he has the ball in his hands and the defense is able to load up, it looks hard for him. And those turnovers and those bad shots. And, you know, sometimes even going to go to the mid-range, which isn't his specialty. So this where's is what the, it's going to look where's like. The, where's the screening? Where's the cutting? Where did it go? It was in Brooklyn, remember? He did a great job within that game, and that's Where the last that time go? we saw it, essentially. Yeah. And that's, you know, I think some of the stuff he talked about after the game, fatigue and probably getting a little tired of those habits and just all these shooting explosions that they've had, uh, letting them rest on that. And that's where I think you look at like, pull-up jumpers early in the clock and isolations and some of these easy ways out. It's going to take a lot for them to be great offensively, and they're not going to do it for 82 games. They're not going to break records offensively, probably. I know, but when but they do those things, that's how good me. they are. And when yeah. they don't do those things, this is closer to who they are. And that's what stinks is that's what's bothered me about both Tatum and Brown. And in fact, the reason why Brown is oftentimes more effective than Tatum is he's a better difficult shot maker than Tatum is. Um, and that's that's kind of where Brown gets away with it. But both of them do the same things, which is that's they, what we're saying from Brogdon too. Yeah, they're forcing their way into very difficult shots. Brown is just making them at such a ridiculously elite clip. He's the number one guy by a couple percentage points in two point, you know, two pointers, mid range, you know, kind of mid range taken 58% on the year on the worst shot in basketball. And this is now the third straight year that he's done that, where he's just elite at the shot that nobody wants you to take in basketball, which makes it a good shot for him. But he's still almost always working. All of those are not only the, you know, the tough shot, the long two, the mid range two, they're also all contested. Um, and he just hits them. But Tatum, when he gets into this, you know, type of uh, mindset here, he makes it really, really hard on himself. He's not getting the easy buckets like he, like he, you know, like he was earlier in the year. Um, and uh, you know, that's where the offense really stagnates here. Um, when 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 they get into that, they're making it harder on themselves by stopping by not doing the things that they were doing earlier earlier in the year. And again, ruts are ruts, slumps are slumps. As long as you get out of it, you're fine. But Knowing that it's there and seeing that they can revert back to it is the thing that makes me uneasy right now. Yeah, and didn't we start to see this creeping in at the beginning of the trip? Brooklyn with the mismatch hunting, Toronto a little bit too. They had good games in those, in those settings, but your efficiency slips, your shot quality slips just a little bit more, and then all of a sudden you have nights like these. So this, this didn't happen overnight in the Warriors game. We started to see this slip into this over the course of a couple of different games. I forget what the last home game was, but uh, Brooklyn's where I start to think like they got caught up a little bit in mismatch hunting. All of a sudden you don't have as many mismatches against a team like the uh, Clippers and even the Warriors, I think do a great job just like flying around defensively and backing up their mismatches. So these are two tough defenses that they're going against. I think the Clippers were fifth or sixth coming into this. The Warriors probably rank uh, low, but we know the level they can play at. They were the number two team on that end last year, so uh, they're facing more resistance right now. And tomorrow, you're going to run in Anthony Davis and LeBron and a team that's been really good defensively. So even though we don't respect the Lakers, uh, I think they're going to give you a big challenge on a back-to-back as well with no Horford out there. He'll be out again tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, again, you talk about things that you don't like seeing, like where did good Marcus Smart go? He's been gone the last two games. Marcus Smart, who's calming things down, who has the ball in his hands, who's running the offense, not there, not at all, not no impact at all. And then Derek White, 
again, this is the version of Derek White where last year there'd be times where he would play himself off the court, and tonight was one of them. He played himself off the court, you know? Um, and it's just, you, as I said, is it can happen, but when you see it all happen at once, again, I you know, I always use that. You get that PTSD kind of creep in, like, oh, I've seen this. This is ugly. I don't like this version. Like, please don't, like... You know, so I'll ask, you know, I don't know if it's a slump. I don't know if teams are starting to figure the Celtics out and adjust. The book is out after the first 20 games and they're kind of defending them a little bit differently or doing different things, or it's an approach thing from the Celtics, uh, from, from the Celtics uh, standpoint. You got to think it's, it's the second and that doesn't mean everyone's going to be able to do it again. The Clippers and Warriors have great personnel and coaching and awareness to know how to do that. But you look across the board right now, Hauser. Man, has he come down to earth. Well, we White. knew that was going to happen, sadly. Yeah, White. Teams are forcing it back to Smart and making him a jump shooter. I think that's always a good way to neutralize him. Uh, but he's going to be able and to. to White for, and to White for that matter, too, you know? Yeah. And, and like, yeah. that's the thing. is like It doesn't matter what Derek, what Derek White's current three-point percentage is. Teams are still going to want that shot over, over the alternative when he's out there with the starters. Yeah, so... I, that makes me think that teams are starting to figure out a way to do. And Steve Kerr even talked about it on Saturday when I asked about it. Like they're really gonna get into bodies, rush you off the line, recover, and you know get that back line set as well. So there aren't really cutting options for the other team as well. Like you can do a lot when you have the personnel that the Clippers and Warriors have. And again, pretty impressive seeing the Warriors, you know, without Norman Powell, still be able to put Kawhi and George and Marcus Morris and big guards out there who can really compete defensively too. Remember John Wall in his day could really defend and Reggie Jackson's a bigger guard. Like they, they got sort of that Celtics thing going on uh, from, you know, 2020 where you just had all these different wings and lanes flying around and that bothers the Celtics again, even offensively, the Clippers put them in foul trouble. Tatum and Brown both said that had a huge impact on them in this one. So you same thing slip. Like, that's not great to hear. Not great to see the offense playing the way it is. And the complaining is back. And so that's the, that's way. that's where I want to go to. Like, I, I mean, that's – I you talk about, like, you want to call out an individual. Like, what what's Grant doing? Like, the entire team, and we all know the play that we're talking about here, on that backcourt that wasn't a backcourt where Luke Kennard just gets it and walks up and, you know, steps right into a, a wide-open three while all of the Celtics are looking over at the ref and just pleading their case for a backcourt violation was, like, yeah, one of the low points of the season there. Just It really was just a singular moment. That's the kind of stuff that if you're a coach, you just want to run everybody off the floor and say you're done for the night. Like every single one of you, what are you doing here? Uh, it was that was just disgraceful. And that's the other thing. So yeah, that's where I started the show. That was my third point. It, it, what does Joe do in this spot? The one I forgot. He's playing the. No, oh, it's good to go through this, and yeah, we had 26 assists and all the silver lining, sort of the Brad, right? Is that going to be able to rally the troops? Because it didn't from Golden State to the Clippers game. Uh, does it again tonight? Does it? Does that play tomorrow? Like, does that even have an effect on a room? Just saying, oh, we did some good things. Hard to imagine. And again, I hear behind the scenes he can be tough on these guys, but 
I haven't seen it the last two games. And again, we're, we're nitpicking because the bar is high. Like these are the teams you're going to have to beat to win the title. You might even have to beat teams that are tougher than these two teams to win the title. Um, and again, not that Joe should be slamming guys and questioning their mental toughness and all that stuff that was going on when this team was 500. Cause again, they're 21 and seven. So I get him not slamming them, but you go easy on them after golden state you have a worse performance here, as you said, John. When do you kind of lay the hammer a little bit? Yeah, it's and maybe not he the does loss. that internally, but I know. And this is where, like, you know, I think people got like, you know, really triggered and confused, you know, on social media these past couple of days. Nobody is saying that one loss means that everything that's discredited every single thing that's come before it. But the question is, is it concerning? Are there things there that worry you going forward? Are there things that they're going to do, you know, and again, that's why we were so eager to see what they would look like coming out in this game. If they could have flushed it. I mean, look what Phoenix just went through. Phoenix just went through three straight of this, maybe four, right? Where they got run off the court by the Mavericks. That was one of those like, oh, we got to flush it. And that was a, that was their revenge game. That was their Golden State. That's the team that embarrassed them in game seven last year in the conference semis. The game before they played Boston, they went out and got absolutely croaked by Dallas. So they didn't get up for that game. Then they come out against the Celtics, and they go down 45 in the third quarter. So, I mean, you see teams do that. Sometimes it just kind of gets away from them. That's where the Celtics are right now. It's just how concerning is it? Can they pull their way out of it? Um, and, you know, can they kind of fight those demons? You know, we've seen them in the past. The worst version of this team can be a really frustrating team, and the best version can be virtually unbeatable. And so that's kind of what you got here, which is, I'm not saying Jekyll and Hyde. It's been mostly good. I mean, it's been exceedingly good uh, all year. But this version of them that's that's been around these last two games is the one that makes you want to rip your hair out. Yep, and, and that's all I got on them. The Clippers, you impressed at all? Could they be a factor? Could they Dude, be the team you the see Clippers were The Clippers were the betting favorites coming out of the West. The Clippers on paper are, um, you know, it was were everybody's pick coming out of the West this year. So, I mean, this is the type of team that it doesn't matter what they do in the regular season. If they... Sorry, you still got me? Yep. My my core. If they if they're healthy, um, I think most people they're loaded. I mean that's a loaded roster um, when they have everybody. So they're they're they can absolutely be real. And again, when you have <laughs> you got the best version of Kawhi Leonard, kind of on autopilot, even just kind of a cruise control game for him. Where you know, I, I mean, he was on a slight minutes restriction, but he still played close to thirty, even though they said he was they were going to try to keep him a little bit under that he just goes out there and it's like freaking butter 10 of 12 i can't believe it just i mean just absolute butter i mean he's so good and it's just easy the what everything when jalen and jason and again brown again to his credit is hitting ridiculous shots and very contested shots the difference between like a mid-range scorer like Kawhi Leonard and a guy like Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's hitting ridiculously tough pull-ups with people in his face, turning, spinning, jumping back, and he's still hitting them. Leonard, I'd feel like, just walks up to his spot, rises up and shoots. Walks, gets to his spot, rises up and shoots. He, That's all he does. He's that's, methodical. It's, he's patient. It's methodical. It's not senseless dribbling and setting somebody up. It's get it, 
Get to my spot, rise up, shoot. Get to my spot, Brand rise could, up, shoot. Grant could pull yeah. from that for sure. And I think Grant's been compared could. to Leonard in the past, like physically. Uh, so it's cool to see him back playing yeah. at this level. He's this so is obviously good. the best he's looked since the ACL tear. Yeah. You looked at, I mean, with 10 minutes into his stand, he played 29-ish, right? I think he yeah. was two or three. And he, the way he's just easing into the game, and all of a sudden you look up, and he's 10 at 12, and he's just hitting all these different shots. And you talk about the lack of a transition game or flow or fast yeah. break. His yeah. ability to kind of just pepper those mid-rangers against them and keep stopping the game. And it just makes it look so easy. Yeah. yeah, it killed them. And George was great, too, even in a bad yeah. shooting night, just that aggression. Uh, they're, they're a great team. And, again, I was, I was interested be. to see this West Coast trip because these are different kind of teams that the Celtics are playing. I know the East is better overall, but you do have these elite, elite teams at the top. I respect the Warriors. They're still my pick out of the West. I respect the Clippers. I respect the Suns. I don't know what happened in that game. but <laughs> I, I like the Suns. I thought I liked Denver, too. And, uh, you know, they really uh, the Celtics really took it to them in that game at the yeah. Garden. Um, and and they, they've had their number the last couple of years. Um so, like I said, we're going to flush it. It's also almost 3 in the morning. We apologize for making you guys wait as long as we did. But as I said, we had some technical difficulties. We had some difficulties uh, that weren't technical that could result in a few firings. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's not going to happen. Uh, and then Bobby is uh, all alone out there in L.A. kind of running running the whole uh, show there. So uh, we were a little late to get on there. We will wrap it up. Rob Williams did not play tonight. We are not sure but uh, what's going to happen tomorrow. But uh, uh, you know, I wouldn't count on it. A Woj report said that he's ready, uh, which is what we've been talking about uh, throughout. Is uh, he's ready? Uh, but medically, it's just is he ready physically, and um, that's what we don't know. Uh, uh, you know, it seems to be the report says it's up to Rob. When he's ready to play and when he feels he's ready. Um, and the reality is, I don't know if there's apprehension. I got no problem with Rob Slow playing it if he's worried about his, uh, you know, his health. and Or if he's a little tentative or he's just not confident on it yet. Uh, but I think this is really more a matter of conditioning. Uh, I just don't think he's ready to play NBA minutes yet right right now because he's still working his way back. So uh, they, it's kind, I'm not going to say disappointed. But you don't fly a guy out to the West Coast just to hang out. I really think the Celtics thought he was going to play. Danilo. Huh? Danilo's out here hanging out. <laughs> I think, but not, but he's not, this isn't a rehabbing guy trying to fight his way back onto the court yeah. imminently. If, yeah. Rob was, if, if Rob was just trying to get in shape, uh, he could have stayed back. He could have played in friggin' Maine. He could have done a lot of different things. He went on this trip, I think, with the intention of playing. I think the Celtics are probably a little bit surprised he's not out there. Yeah, that he, that, I, that he has that he hasn't given the green light yet. And you know, the practice is obviously where we saw him. I think that was supposed to be like the big coming out party for him ahead of these West Coast games in California, and maybe it didn't go the way they expected. I know you even saw in the videos there weren't some there were some ones you didn't love, John and. He certainly wasn't flying around out there full speed, and you've heard the different things about like, oh man, he's he, he's kind of bent over after some of these runs, uh, catching his breath. So, yeah, that article it was about it too. Yeah, there were quotes. You know, you, Joe, Joe, if you read between the lines, Bobby, you've been saying he's kind of been like giving little nudges, right? Yeah, you got to get in shape, and I don't know how you do that. I asked pregame, 
like what what you really do and where you feel it out and a lot of it's practice joe said they'll have practice on thursday um you know there'll be different settings where i'm sure they could squeeze them in i know it's been teased maybe he goes to maine i haven't heard anything about that but um we'll see i don't know it doesn't seem like he's gonna play tomorrow i just i can't see it um They'll be relying on him a lot if he did play tomorrow just because of the Horford situation. So I don't think you want to put him in that spot, certainly against Anthony Davis in that front line. So I don't think so. Again, disappointing. He comes out for the whole trip. I obviously said don't be surprised if he plays. Uh, and doesn't look like he's going to on this trip, but that's fine. Again, you're in no rush. It's not panic time because of two losses. That's a whole different situation from everything we've talked about here. And uh, you want him back at his best. So Orlando, if that's the, if that's the move, Friday or Sunday – I think that's a good spot to do it. And if it needs to be even longer than that, so be it. It feels like Friday is the one that's circled. Uh, just is a shame because we did think we might see him. I still don't care because these games don't matter. Um, I'd rather see him fe- close to feeling good. And again, we talked about some of the video. He was wearing this big-ass brace while he was practicing, and he looked a little clunky, um, just hopping around, didn't look super explosive or springy. Um, you know, threw down a dunk, but it wasn't one of these, like, you know, his chin over the rim. But then I saw video of him working out without a brace prior to this game, and he looked to be moving around okay. So, And physically, he looks all right to me right now. So, again, it's just a matter of game shape. You can't get in game shape without playing games. So... I think That's, he's just yeah, going to have That was my question, yeah. He's going to have to get in there and struggle a little bit. It's just when they rely on him, they got to just make sure he can get up and down the court <laughs> at least a few times to be able to at least fulfill a 5 or 6 minute stint. Maybe they he want one more practice. Who knows? Thursday. So, Friday would make sense again. Jimmy's struck out. I've struck out now in my prediction. I think the soon for Sherrod kind of came and went too, so we're all just kind of guessing at this point. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, I always had 2023, so anything that beats that to me is uh, is a positive. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's where I'm at. But, uh, you know, Celtics dropping two straight. Things are tightening up a tad in the East. They're even up with the Bucks here in the loss column, uh, but still a game up there uh, for that top seed. But don't look now. Uh, Cleveland, you know, uh, four games back. Brooklyn, four, you know, four games back, four and a half games back. Uh, also playing well, four straight games. So things are tightening up. Uh, East, as we said, is good. It's going to be competitive. We didn't think this was a 70-win team, and obviously they're not. But uh, they got to get out of some of these habits right now because it is uh, – it's uh, – I, I can't watch this. I can't watch this version of this team. I don't want to go back to angry garden reports, Bobby. Can't, can't I be the guy that says, uh, you know, don't worry about anything. They're going to stomp everybody and just make the conference finals. That's where and, you were at, but you're getting, a little, at. You're, you're getting a little more concerned now, right? I was cocky, but I, like I said, is uh, they sold me. I, and Bobby, look, I mean, last year, even when they were killing people, I was really reluctant to buy it fully with the defense because there were just still things I didn't like about how the team was playing. And a lot of it had to do with how they were playing offensively. I was really worried about it. This year I was a lot less worried about the team. Uh, and I do still think they can play good defense when they want to play good defense and when they have Robin, when they have Al. It's a different team altogether. There's, you're asking a lot of this team right now without any true bigs at all. So it, it is tough, but it's really how the rest of the guys have responded these last two games, and it's really been bad. So that's what I don't like to see. I don't like to see bad Tatum. Um, well, this is this is why yeah. I've nitpicked the defense. The I don't like to see pace. bad smart, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the depth and different things, coaching. Like I'm, I'm nitpicking everything because I know the level that you have to play at to win it all. Like just learning those lessons from the finals, kind yeah. of the kind of being ahead of the pack, say for a few teams here and massing, you know, massing this incredible record in the regular season isn't going to guarantee you anything. You're still going to hit that spot where the best from the other side of the East bracket and the best from the West are going to play their way up to your level and challenge you at the highest level. I mean, this is not, I I've said this, John, I'm, I think I've said this. I don't think they're miles ahead of everybody. I, I think there's teams out there that can challenge them. I think there's going to be competition at the end of that road. Now I think they'll walk relatively easily to the second round, maybe even to the East finals. But once you get there, they're going to see some tough competition. And even last year, as good as they were, they almost lost to the Bucks. They almost lost to the buzz, uh, heat at the buzzer. And then the Warriors took it to them. You know, like three games were not well, very competitive. That's the thing I'll ask you. For all of the people who were like, Bobby, that's fair. Like, that's why it's it's not that one win undoes the 21 wins that came before them. It's which one to you matters more. Like, beating the crap out of even some good teams uh, and a lot of not so good teams or the golden state one where you wonder, let me just ask this question. Anybody out there who thought it was no big deal. If the Celtics were to face the warriors in a seven game series right now, would you feel good? And the answer is no. Then you got problems like meaning. Cause right now this team has one goal. It's win the title or it's a bust of a season. They're that good. Um, and th that's what, that's where their sights are set. If they went out and they played Milwaukee and they got friggin' their doors blown off, that would be concerning, even though it's just one loss because that's a team that you have to feel that you can confidently beat. Bobby, are you getting tossed? You're muted. I'm waking up with uh, my friend uh, Law Murray from The Athletic. We're about to go do a garden report. Oh, well, excuse me, Bobby. I will let you go <laughs> do that. But that's why there's concern. It's the it's the how and the who. Because ultimately, you're really only worried how you, how, how you size up against a couple of teams out there. Because that's all that's really going to matter. Um, and uh, you have to be able – you have to know that – you. What do you want to know? My best beats your best, you know? Or that that team doesn't make me – play my worst um that's the key to it all and right now i the celtics versus golden state if they were playing a seven game series tomorrow raise your hand if you're taking the celtics i'm not you know the heat no celtics taking... celtics warriors oh warriors yeah that's tough i'm that's not tough. but i but, but but before saturday i was so you know that it changes your thinking a little bit changes the equation as you said there's there might be some teams who are closer than we thought. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. I'll let you go do your garden report. It is close to three o'clock. Uh, so we are going to wrap it. Um, but we are back tonight, tomorrow. later tonight. Yeah, whatever you want to call yeah. it tomorrow with the Lakers. Bobby's right back there covering the game. Uh, make sure you check out our YouTube channels for all of the latest uh, garden report action breaking down this game looking ahead to tomorrow's um all of our post game sound and all of that stuff make sure you check that out also for patriots fans hey they won they're alive they're in the playoffs if the season ended today we'll see what happens uh there'll be a patriots beat tomorrow morning recapping tonight's game so make sure you check that out as well bobby go do your thing thank you guys for hanging out sorry we were late we do appreciate you hanging with us